his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Our hour number two of the broadcast. Well, this is kind of intriguing. Some really uh, interesting texts already on the subject of foundations, as I am going to share with you what's happening in the church. This texture says, I'm forced to leave my lifetime church because of the progressive influence versus traditional. Currently, the United Methodists are not following their own book of discipline by allowing gay marriages, gay ministers, and gay bishops. This person addressing my next segment on churches and the progressive movement. This person's been a member of the United Methodist Church all of their life. Hmm. We try to bring up a disaffiliation vote to our church council. They're blocked just to allow the congregation to understand what the progressives are proposing. Yeah, these things are hard to fight. No matter what kind of government that you have in place, you can put that in quotes. Uh, It's just very, very difficult. Uh, I wish you the best. My uh, heart is certainly with you. On this book issue, events of an excerpt from the book cannot be read or pictures shown in a public school board meeting. There is no way a kid should see it. It's, it's hard to resist that argument, isn't it? Aren't the parents ultimately responsible for trying to instill values and character? Can't change it. Learn from it. If the family unit was stronger, all the rest of these attacks would just be noise. Yeah. But you have a lot of parents now who adopt this view they want kids to be exposed to anything and everything it's it's really crazy before i go into any of these things i I hope you will bear with me as i share something uh kind of a personal story that's affected me the last couple of days i went to high school uh, a friend of mine named marsh went to school with him in Richmond, Kentucky, many years ago. Kind of periodically heard from Marsh, different stages of life. I think I heard from him around the time I was running for office several years ago. And for whatever reason, recently, uh, we kind of reconnected over social media. I'm going back here to some of the contact, I think, last year. You know, we were having a discussion about what was going on with the vaccines back in the fall. I'm just skimming through here in touch, talking a little bit over the Christmas holiday. Reconnected in May of this year. And just talking about world events. But in July, things kind of took a turn. Here's a question that Marsh posed to me several weeks ago. When you had your heart issues, did you think about death? 
<laughs> I replied to him, wow, you go deep really fast. He goes on coming to grips with it. This is kind of my situation. I need to live a little bit longer. And that was the point that he let me know that he had prostate cancer, describing it as already invasive. He didn't really have many symptoms at the time. So he started getting treatment, and I'm just skimming through a number of texts here. And there are a couple of times I happened to catch him online, and we had a few exchanges in the point where he told me July 30th, ironically, you caught me in the middle of me making the calls. I only told my brother last week. Finally felt good about the rest today. All is good. Then he starts talking about the treatment and how there were complications. And there was a concern about the possibility of renal failure. This was September 7th. I was feeling much better about this on September 10th. He sent a message, got discharged this morning, fighting fatigue and associated pain. I've got some work to do. Got two weeks before I go back to work. That said, I still have more procedures to follow. Fun stuff. I just let him know that I would be praying for him. And he said, thanks. That was back on September 10th. Sadly, I found out a couple of days ago that Marsh has passed away. Marsh is a couple of years younger than me. As I mentioned, I went to high school with him. I'm sharing this with you because it, it was, again, just a sobering reminder. We are not promised tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We aren't. I say this for your life, for the lives of the people around you, whatever you want to live, I hope, for the glory of God. But at the same time, as it relates to other people that you know, don't hold back from communicating and sharing what's in your heart toward people today. You just don't know. You don't know it may be the last opportunity to communicate that. I just wanted to to communicate that just as a reminder that we don't make assumptions about how long people are with us. There are conversations I was thinking about having with Marsh and you know the thought is I think in general you think to yourself you know we can we'll talk about this another time. I am glad as I look back when he first told me about this issue with prostate cancer. Back the day before he got discharged, I mentioned to him, hang in there, love you. And I'm glad I communicated that clearly. So I would ask you pray, pray for his wife, his widow. Uh, Marsh was serving in Germany in our military. Um, just pray for his family. He also has a daughter. 
and all the folks who are at a time of grieving. It's got to be a very challenging time because this, this happened so fast. As I look back through these texts and this conversation about his health that started basically um, just a few weeks ago. And to think how quickly, you know, as challenging it is for me as a friend, many, many thousands of miles away, I know this has to be very difficult for his wife and for his daughter, especially. So please keep them in your prayers. I also will get to Faith Focus Friday, I promise, and a very important conversation about men and where we are in this country right now Uh, let me just tell you here's where my heart is if we're going to be challenging the things that are happening to this country and if we're looking to have an impact for good we've got to be healthy in every way spiritually physically mentally we'll talk about that much more as we continue stay with us His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. So I want to jump right in on this story, very important story, and I want to be very clear about this. Now, some people might be a little uneasy hearing this, but I believe it's just reality. If we do not have a recovery of some, in some fashion, we don't see a healthy expression of the kingdom of God and by that I'm talking about the church I'm not talking about a 513 C an organization I'm talking about God's people in this country rising up living out their identity and their purpose this country's not going to recover the sad thing is the church is in many ways almost as bad off as the world around it Don't ask me. Ask George Barna. Prominent evangelical pollster George Barna says that most Americans blend their beliefs to create a customized worldview that is far from biblical as the country is in a spiritual crisis. Barna warned that America 
as a nation in crisis. Because its citizens do not hold a biblical worldview and will instead add their own worldly ideas. Your worldview is the filter that you use to see and understand and experience and respond to the world around you. Because your worldview enables you to make sense of the world, you need a worldview just to get through every day. In fact, every single decision you make, and you make hundreds of them, if not thousands of decisions every single day, every one of them flows through your worldview. The choices you make are a result of what you believe. The crisis is the predominant worldview in America. Oh my gosh, this is what blows my mind. When I saw this, I thought to myself, this is crazy. Did you hear me talk about, I think I've talked about that on this program before. Before I get to what George Barna says, let me tell you about a conversation I have with one of my favorite couples. Steve and Amy Nielsen served us served us so well at a church in Richmond, Kentucky many years ago. They went away to Africa to serve as missionaries in Ivory Coast. And I remember Steve and Amy came to visit me several years ago. And I remember Amy talking about how challenging it was at the very beginning. Because as they're sharing the gospel, it seems like people are so readily receiving the message. And then they realize something's not quite right. It's this thing called syncretism. So what happens is, here are folks who've believed in all of their pagan gods, all of their idols, they've served for many, many years. So you come along and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and they simply add Jesus to all of the other idols they believe. And as soon as Amy said this, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is what This is what's happened to Western so-called Christianity. We've simply added Jesus to all of our other idols. Do you want to know what George Barna said? The crisis is the predominant worldview in America is syncretism. Barna cited research conducted by the Cultural Research Center showing that there are seven major worldviews Americans are most influenced by. Biblical theism, Eastern mysticism, Marxism, moralistic therapeutic deism, nihilism, postmodernism, and secular humanism. As we look at America today, we know that there are a number of competing worldviews competing for the heart and the soul of the nation. Each has a different understanding of everything that takes place in the world, a different explanation for why things are happening, a different concept of how you might best live your life. The most common worldview isn't any of the eight main adopted ones, according to Barna. He said the primary worldview dominating America is syncretism, or varying combinations of all eight worldviews into one belief system. This is what's happened. People have basically turned their belief system into a buffet line. And they've taken the things that they like from different belief systems. And they mixed them all together. Barna goes on, as we've done this research, 
what we've discovered is that, frankly, we don't like any of them. Instead, what we do is we listen to all of them, we take bits and pieces from each one, and we blend that together into a customized worldview that describes what we feel, what we think, what we want, where we want to go, how we want to live. Syncretism really doesn't have a mind of its own. It doesn't have a pathway of its own. It doesn't have a consistent, constant narrative. It's what you make it. And so we live in a nation that's difficult to direct in a different way. Barna called syncretism one of the brilliant strategies of the evil one because when you have a nation of 255 million adults, another 80 million children who are choosing bits and pieces from many different worldviews, and they come up with their own personalized, customized way of thinking and living, that's much more difficult to combat. Because every person, in essence, requires a different strategy. Get a load of this. Barna reported 6% of Americans currently possess a biblical worldview, meaning less than 10% have thinking and behavior that isn't perfect. But it's closely aligned with what the Bible teaches. Barna adds, in the 30 years or so I've been measuring this, what we discovered, Americans with a biblical worldview has been cut in half during that time. It's on the decline. What we're finding is, right now, the decline is faster than it's been in quite a while. The biblical worldview is important because it's a way of experiencing, interpreting, and responding to reality consistent with biblical perspectives. Now we have a nation where almost 7 out of 10 adults call themselves Christian, but only 6 out of every 100, did you hear this folks, 6 out of every 100 try to think like Jesus so they can live like Jesus. So you got a huge gap, you think? A worldview is critical to defining who we are and how we live, because a person will always do what they believe. If you don't do it, you don't believe it. So you have to see that consistency. A biblical worldview is critical because that's what enables you to become a true disciple of Jesus Christ. If that's your goal in life, what you're saying is, I wouldn't think like Jesus so I can live like Jesus. I hope this is an interesting little reality check. I, I'm not preaching at you, but it's time for all of us to do some soul searching ask the lord to reveal to us are we following him or are we guilty of syncretism have we mixed in in a smorgasbord sort of approach a buffet line views that appeal to our flesh and our desires i hope you're asking that question stay with us Great stuff here on the text line. By the way, I've made an executive decision 
here in this last segment, I'm not going to deal with this subject of what's going on with manhood. I'm going to save this for uh, the coming week because I, re I really want to make sure we put some time into this. I really want to hear from a number of you. I want to hear your feedback on what's really going on. Just as a preview, here's one of the things this particular story communicates. It's a story in a publication called Vox. And the headline is, men have fewer friends than ever, and it's harming their health. That's a pretty big deal. But I'm going to save this, and the person who put this together, I, I, I'm going to make sure we do this upright and share this on the Facebook pages of both stations. The illustrations on this are just brilliant. They're so well done, talking about health issues that we men face, psychological issues, the isolation many of us are experiencing. And I say this all the time. I had a conversation. I told you about my friend Travis. Thank you for praying for him. He continues his recovery. But he had a friend there at the hospital that I also talk with, and we both have issues with um, acid reflux. And I was sharing with him about, uh, for whatever reason, this came up because he was having an ongoing issue, I encouraged him, hey, talk to your doctor. Here's a medication that works for me. And I also told him an over-the-counter medication he can get for now. Go get that until you get your prescription. Because this issue of, for instance, um, the acid reflux, I, as, as I understand it, this can cause more serious health problems down the road. If it's not under control, please do something about this. I even followed up with a text a couple of days later. Hey, did you do some? He said, yes, I did. Thank you. Thank you very much for talking to me about that. Folks, us men, we've got to look out for each other. Women, strongly encourage your husbands to cultivate some healthy friendships, ideally with men older than them who can mentor them. And help them get out of their heads. Very important. Not just to have buddies to hang out with and drink with. I'm talking about somebody who's going to call out your BS. That's really important. Anyway, just a preview of what we'll address in the coming week. Over on the text line, some things that I wanted to share. Thank you for sharing the story of Marsh. It's really affected me and made me think. That's good, which is the reason I did it. Vince, I'm so sorry for the loss of your friend, Marsh. I've lost a very close friend in February from colon cancer. This hit her in November. She died February 19th. We grew up together. This has left a hole in my heart. She was like a sister to me. Please send my condolences to Marsh's family. God bless them and give them peace. Thank you very, very much. In talking about syncretism, George Barna, describing what's going on with American so-called Christianity, this texture says, Vince, I strongly recommend your listeners tuning in to the Billy Graham classic revivals. Some good stuff there. Vince, please add social mediaism, video gameism, Hollywoodism, sportsism, and politicalism to the list of idols. Your text is right on. 
I'm serious. That's brilliant. You're tracking. You're definitely tracking. I so appreciate many of you. Vince Jordan Peterson, probably the biggest voice right now, who has a somewhat biblical voice. I think he's helping out. I would absolutely agree. Uh, the guy's brilliant. Chris out of Shelby says, amen, amen, and amen. Vince, what you're referring to is syncretism. A pastor at a church I used to go to calls it the Burger King religion. I knew where you were going as soon as I saw this, where you can have it your way. <laughs> I know I have a long way to go and some things to clean up myself. Perhaps I'm guilty of this as well. Thank you for always sharing your heart. That's what I endeavor to do. It is a buffet line. I used to attend the Catholic Church until they allowed gays in the church. I'm still Catholic. But do not believe gays can repent. That doesn't make sense. I hope you believe they can repent. Anyway, just as someone who commits suicide can repent, I do not believe in divorce. But King James made the Baptist religion to allow divorce to divorce his wife, which is adultery with a new wife. Well, we're changing all kinds of things, aren't we? Vince, I believe the way our country is going through false religious beliefs, our church has been speaking about keeping our faith and that Jesus is the one to follow. I've seen the different opinions of the way we're headed. Bottom line, tomorrow isn't promised to us. We need to observe the misinformation that a lot of so-called Christians need to learn. We cannot live in the world with fantasies of wealth and fame because you can't take it with you. Never seen a hearse with a van full of their belongings behind it. So Christians and others need to worry about their soul, not false rhetoric. Remember, Satan's days are growing shorter. He's doing everything possible to take souls. This texture saying the Methodist Church has been a social club for a while now. Well, they don't have a monopoly on that, I assure you. Yes, I thank you. My reflux and indigestion disappeared when I went gluten-free. Just saying. A little dietary experimentation in one way or another may get you off that medication. Because I can promise you, 100% that medication you're taking has a side effect you will not like. Vince, very sorry to hear about your friend. I could sense your feelings. You also take care of yourself. Very important as we love your show great two hours have a blessed weekend that is from Gigi great to hear from you and this texture have your friend have his esophagus checked I lost a friend from cancer from reflux got checked and have Barrett syndrome medication for life boy a lot of things to be on the lookout for folks stay with us Final stretch of the Vince Coakley Radio program on this Friday. Hope you've enjoyed our broadcast today. As we have a little fun on the way out, hope you have a great weekend planned. We have a total of eight questions to look at in a day in history. And then time permits, a little bit of a fun story, a bizarre story at that. How are you doing today, Chris? Doing well. Hope you are. 
I'm working on it. Let's see if we can provide some good clues for you. These two guys return back to St. Louis after just over three years on their expedition. These guys were uh, headed out west. Yes, I'm going to. I'm going Explorers. to know. Yeah, it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not Martin and Lewis. You know what? It's. Uh, you got one of the names right. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know the other ones. Is it? It's Lewis. Lewis and Clark. Clark. Yes. Clark. Lewis and Clark. Yes. I knew you knew this. I just knew this about you, Chris. You know these things. Back in St. Louis, three years and an expedition in 1806 is not with a car. I think everybody knows that. That's a, that's quite an adventure. 1846, this planet was discovered by a German astronomer. Which one was it? Mars? Actually, it's Neptune okay. that was discovered by the German astronomer. 1848, the first commercial product of its type was made available. It came from the state of Maine, spruce. Uh, it's something that you, um, a lot of people do this for the purpose of keeping their breath fresh. Chewing gum. Yes. First commercial chewing gum, state of Maine, spruce gum. How is that? 1848. Didn't realize it was that old. News to me, I would have thought Wrigley had something to do with that. Shows how much I know. 1933, geologists arrived in Saudi Arabia, and they discovered something in the kingdom that has become very, very valuable. What is it? Uh, sand. <laughs> oil. Is it oil? Oil is absolutely is oil? right. Okay. These geologists, I didn't want to tell you where the geologists worked. They worked for Standard Oil. Of course, they helped to identify the kingdom's oil fields. 1949, this president announced the Soviets have exploded a nuclear device. Who was that in 1949? Oh, uh, too early for Khrushchev. Well, this is our uh, American president. Oh, oh, American president. Uh, uh Oh, go, 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 go ahead. It's going to kill me. Go ahead. It's Truman. Truman, yeah. Truman. Harry Truman. I was thinking like the Lewis thing. I was thinking Herbert Hoover. But no, it's Harry, yeah. not Herbert. It's Harry Harry Truman. You are correct. 1954. Really. <laughs> this, is a, this is a divided country at the time. And the, uh, let's just say the communist side arrested 400 Americans as spies. Who did this? Which country? Uh, oh, um, Iran. No, actually, it's East Germany pulled this off. East Germany. They arrested 400 Americans as spies. And this last one is rather silly. This is the first case of battery in this way. A West Virginia man was, was charged with this crime. How did he commit battery? It's really stupid. It's the kind of thing a, a young man would do. That's your big hint. Uh, did he urinate on someone? Uh, you're close. He farted. Oh, well. It's battery by fart. He was charged after passing gas and fanning it. 
Judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> 2008 is when that happened. I want to see if you can identify this song. This song that hit number one in 1972. Hmm. Uh, it don't move me. I don't know. Well, it doesn't move me either. Um, this is actually Mac Davis, the number one hit, Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. I believe so, you. Yeah, it's, I think I've heard quite enough of from back in my days of playing country music. Gotta have fun with this last story. A Massachusetts man has pled guilty to dousing a statue in red paint. Where did he do this, you ask? In the town of Salem, Massachusetts. You know what Salem is about. This guy is going to get 18 months of probation after pleading guilty to vandalizing a statue of Bewitched. <laughs> this is a big tourist. I did not know this. This is a big tourist attraction in Salem for obvious reasons. This guy put red paint all over Samantha. <laughs> it's a really funny thing. <laughs> I cannot believe this guy did this. 32-year-old resident, originally sentenced to a year in jail, but a Salem District Court judge suspended the sentence on condition the man repay the cost of repairing the damage inflicted on this bronze statue. The statue depicts actress Elizabeth Montgomery as lead character Samantha Stevens in the 1960s sitcom Sitting on a Broomstick in Front of a Crescent Moon. I don't know about you, but I love that show. I can still watch that show in marathons. Uh, I really enjoy it. By the way, the prosecutor said the man was going through a rough time, wanted to do something to get addressed, get arrested. So uh, he's been in a shelter for a couple of weeks. His marriage ended. He was looking for a new job. So they felt sorry for him and reduced this down to probation. That's a good thing. I have to admit, the prank is kind of funny, too. <laughs> have yourselves a great time this weekend. And some relaxation. God bless you. Adios.